Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how you doing? What's going on? I'm good, baby doll. The sun's shining. It's still a little bit cold in uh, Essex. I know I'm on the estuary, I know I'm on the coast, but uh, it's still a little bit cold, but we're getting there. Uh, it's kind of t-shirt weather. I've got a little um, three-bar heater in my little unlovable <laughs> little uh, grief cabin down at the end of the garden, but uh, it's look, it's, it's picking up. I'm feeling good. I went out on Friday night and got absolutely Johnny hammered uh, to the degree that I've not been Johnny hammered in a long time. Um, and nature's healing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you... I just love this like image of you just recording your podcast empire down the bottom of the yeah. garden like an old man, just in a shed <laughs> with all these potted plants and then just a really elaborate yeah. studio tucked behind it. Is it nice? Is it a good, <laughs> is it a good recording studio? Hey, it sounds great, and that's the main thing. I've got my little uh, um, what do they what do they call it? I got an old uh, G3 iMac um, MacBook uh, iBook behind me. And I've put the Abroad Japan logo just to make you feel oh. at home. Uh, Chris, Wonderful. I very much enjoyed your um, video of you with your award-winning a ramen shop and then behind you uh, another ramen shop being incredibly well attended and well purchased <laughs> on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Very a new, enjoyable. There's a new ramen shop that's moved in next door in the uh, the neighbouring yeah. alleyway, and their business, right? My ramen shop's always empty throughout the week, and theirs is mm. just so much busier. They've got a Japanese chef. Uh, maybe that's why. Uh, maybe yeah. all the customers are racist and they don't want a, a British ramen <laughs> shop owner. I can only begin to speculate, but you can see that video yeah. over on Twitter. Just in case you're yeah. very confused, what Peter and Chris, I are talking Chris about? Chris is, is Chris is very much working real hard uh, on his Twitter following uh, at the moment because obviously he's bought Twitter uh, for so many million uh, dollars. Forty-five billion, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> so you know Chris, what? The Elon Musk lookalike oh, is, yeah. uh, is very much into Twitter now. I've never bought like shares in anything. Actually, that's a lie. I, I don't really do share trading. I remember I bought shares yeah. in BP years ago. Remember when BP destroyed the oil rig and ruined the sea forever off the coast of America? D- yeah. Their shares went and down you, from like 600. And you were like, yeah. 
I was like, this like, is the yeah, time let's to get buy. on that train. Well, purely from a business perspective, it was good. Their, their price went from 600p a share, 600 pence, to like 385, I think. And I was like, well, mm. they're going to have to pay a lot of money for this, but that severely undervalues their shares. And I bought some BP shares, I think 385 pence, and I sold yep. them for 450 pence. And I made a little cheeky well, profit, about 10 pounds. Because at the time... Ethical trading <laughs> with Chris Broad. <laughs> so, it was more an experiment, to be honest. But I did buy some shares in Twitter. Uh, not a yeah. whole lot. Again, it was yeah. an experiment. I should have wish, wish I'd bought more now. But after Elon Musk mm. declared he was going to buy Twitter, I bought some shares. And now mm. those shares have gone up a little bit because he's just bought it. I still can't believe he's actually yeah, buying Twitter with his own money. Uh, most people, when when most when most people buy a company the size of Twitter, obviously they get sort of two thirds of that money they used to buy. It comes from banks, and I think he's worked with Morgan yeah. Stanley. But because he's got more money than we could possibly imagine, <laughs> this time it's sort of the he flipped it round, and two thirds of the money is coming from Elon Musk's own wealth. Uh, it's it's mm. really extraordinary. I don't know what he's going to do for Twitter. I don't know if I feel. Good or bad about it, really? How do you feel? Won't they? Won't they have to? Didn't I read that they'll have to pay out um, so much money a month um, to service the debts that he's taking on for the company? And he, um, uh, but at the same time, that's as much money as Twitter's ever made in a month. <laughs> Something like that. Something proper mad like that. I'm not sure on the ins and outs. I mean, I don't really know how he can truly add value. Uh, it remains to be seen. Mm. He says he's going to verify everyone. That would be I'll be so angry if everyone just gets a verified badge one year after I get mine, after years <clears throat> of trying, after years of frustration yeah. of being bullied by all trash tastes. Finally, I get my verification badge and then Elon Musk buys Twitter and decides, everyone verified. Verification for everyone. And my little badge Chris, means I, nothing. I think, I think you're kind of forgetting that... Um, I mean... There must be a genuine belief that um, that, that um, I mean, and I genuinely do believe that. I, I think Elon Musk is thick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Twitter's I think free. he why might he, be thick. I think <laughs> he's he's just well, he's just all about ego. I think he might be medically thick. Um, I, I, like he's got lucky with a few things. Clearly, a talented programmer, engineer, etc. But fundamentally. The man who everybody uh, hero worships, or a certain subset of, of the toxic male <laughs> um, Twitterati, um, I think he might be thick. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's certainly sort of lost a lot of uh, his popularity the last two, three years, a lot of the wacky statements <laughs> he's come out with, right? I mean, I, you know, I, I respect what he's done. I don't hero worship him. Uh, once you've met your idol, once you've given them a birthday cake... You realise they're just an ordinary man. And uh, after I gave him his birthday (laughs) cake, I realised he was a mere mortal, just like you and I, but also worth $300 billion. But I don't equate wealth to intelligence. uh, Do you want to see my shares? I've just got my my shares app up. Uh, What's that? Peter's holding up a phone screen. It's, it not, doesn't not, look good. I mean, if you just look at that um, that uh, line graph, not <laughs> looking good. I'll describe year, what I'm it? seeing on Pete's uh, phone screen, guys. There's a big graph, a big green line, yeah. and it's just going downwards and down downwards. Down and down and down. Thanks, Corsair. <laughs> Thanks, Deliveroo. Thanks, Helium One Global. Thanks, Luna Innovations. Call that innovative. Anyone can do that. You <laughs> should have invested in the Braun Japan Corporation. You'd have doubled your profits in, in my imaginary... You have to give me the money, all the money. When I come back pump to the and UK... Dump, pump give, and dump broad, I call you. Give me a suitcase. <laughs> dear, oh dear. <laughs> but we got a story this week from Brietta. Uh, it's quite the story. 
It's pretty big. Mm. It better be good. And it begins. Greetings, Chris and Pete. Chris the Charming and Pete the Pleasant. My name is Brietta and I'm from Virginia. I was recently listening to an old episode of the podcast where Chris talked about one of his favourite Japanese arcade games. So I thought I'd recount my own tale of the first and last time I ever played the table-flipping game. Ah, Cho Tabadai Gaishi. It's basically an arcade game where there's a big table and you flip it over as hard as you can. And uh, it's like a a thing Japanese fathers are supposed to do at the dinner table when they get angry. Um, somebody felt it was an appropriate thing to turn into a game. Uh, parenthood abuse. Uh, the nice thing about anime conventions is a lot of them have arcade games from Japan to play for free. And back in January 2018, I was at a convention for a few days. On the second day, I met my friend to do a small Haikyuu cosplay group together with her friends. After circling the hotel for a while, we hit the arcade room at 9pm. My friend taught us around because she knew the games and could read it all because she was studying to be an English teacher in Japan. We played for 30 to 40 minutes when my friend realised they had her favourite game, the table flipping game. She explained to us how it all worked and let everyone take a turn playing. When I tried it, I actually didn't do too bad and I thought it was pretty fun. Once we each had a go, a few of us tried again. Uh, I went up for my second attempt and wanted to try my all. Everyone said they would help by alerting me when I needed to slam and flip the table. So the thing about this game is you have to sort of flip the table at the exact moment. Like Mm. with this game, you have a big screen in front of you and it's quite cool. It's like a first person perspective. You have a big table in front of you, like a physical table and then a screen (laughs) where you can see your family members and you've usually got like two kids and a mum and the kids are all being a bit annoying. They're like playing on their iPhone. I can't remember what they're doing, but they're being annoying. And they keep messing mm. up. And then there's like a moment where you're supposed to flip the table for maximum damage. And when you do it, your kids and your wife all just go flying out the window. And the window smashes and all the crockery breaks. So it's a pretty violent yeah. game. Pretty violent. I don't know if it would work in, <laughs> in other countries. Um <laughs> I was engrossed and intently focused on the screen. Uh, The girls were cheering as I hit the first few slams and said it was time to finish. Suddenly they screamed that I had to make the final hit and toss the table. I barely had time to think, so I slammed my hands down, tucked my fingers under the table and launched it as hard as I could. We watched as the host club on the screen was decimated by a champagne pyramid. But as I flipped the table, I felt something was wrong. Once the game ended, I looked down at my right hand. The nail on my middle finger was ripped in half and blood was gushing everywhere. All of us rushed to the bathroom. I cleaned it up, but my adrenaline was wearing off and I felt the agony. Uh, (laughs) Bloody hell. The first time someone's actually (laughs) injured themselves playing the game. Despite the rough night, the good news is because I flipped the table as hard as I did, I managed to tie for first place on the high score. Uh, (laughs) And uh, even then, and I since then, I've never played the game again. You don't have to read this part, Chris. Uh, I'm glad I sent the fan art. I sent you for Christmas. Apologies uh, for tearing into my gift like an eager dog. Sincerely, Brietta. Ah, yes. Thank you, Brietta, for the, uh, the fan art. Awesome stuff. Really grateful for that. And I hope your finger's better. But it was worth it to smash your hands and bloody your fingers <laughs> to get the number one score on Cho Tabadai Gaishi. And I did make a video on that. I think my fourth ever mm. video. So if you want to see that, check it out on A Brawl in Japan. Have you ever played it, Pete? I know you're an arcade game enthusiast. I've never played it. I've walked past, I've walked past it. And you know me, I don't like a kerfuffle. I don't like to make a, a scene. And I just think with that game, it's just a bit much. It's a bit like, look what I'm doing. I'm flipping the table. Um, so no, <laughs> I've never got involved in that caper. I've had a go of the old uh, Taiko drum machine. Oh, that's uh, really game, fun. But, but that's about it, really. That's a lot of fun. That's, my, like the little, that's my favourite. The little drum with legs. He's yeah. very cute. 
That's my favourite. <laughs> it's, it's funny you sort of hit the drum in time with the beat, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, it's sad. A lot, a lot of these arcades are shutting. I do think they're going to, there'll always be some arcade places around. But uh, yeah. I mean, we did a we did a story, I think, last year where they're, um, they're under threat as people sort of just stick to their smartphones and that little crappy game with the candy, Candy Crush, that's it, and all mm. these other games. Like People are sort of shunning the old arcades. So hopefully they'll still be here in the next decade or so. But yeah, love it. Mm. Love it. Check it out, guys. Come to Japan. Fun. All right. News it's of the week. Fun. What we got, Pete? <clears throat> Hit me with we some We got news. a new story. I mean, I say it's a new story. It's a new story that um, is precisely 108 years old, I would say, pretty much. Um, uh, sometimes, it, I wouldn't say it's a slow news week, uh, but we are talking about a man who survived the Titanic, Chris. <laughs> Fantastic. Was it Was it reiterate? Somebody's, somebody's wrote a really interesting piece about the man who's despised for surviving the sinking of the Titanic. And it kind of brings forth all kinds of um, subjects that we've talked about before. The toxic culture of this honour in death idea, suicide, survivor mm. guilt, all this really rough stuff. It's inherent and insipid in, in, inside uh, Japanese culture. Uh, and one of the most important features of Japanese culture, as the piece reads, uh, it, it attaches ideals of duty and honour uh, and, and, and death. And, and the concept of shame <laughs> is obviously really, really prevalent. And, and there's a guy called Masabumi Hosono, a uh, survivor of the Titanic. He was a employee of the Ministry of Transport of Japan. Mm. Settle in. It's, it's an interesting tale, but quite a sad one, quite a depressing one. He was um, one of the passengers on the Titanic. He took his ticket in the second-class compartment after returning from a, a business trip in Russia. Hosono was, in fact, the only Japanese passenger to survive the sinking of the Titanic uh, in, uh, in April of 1912. He was asleep when it happened. He was awakened by a loud knock on the door, presumably by either an iceberg or someone, uh, a member of the crew. Uh, they basically told him to go to the lower decks and in a letter to his wife he said that he was ready to die he was convinced that something was imminent he 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 kind of accepted that however when one of the crew members tasked with getting people into the lifeboat shouted that there's room for two people some rando jumped in front of him uh, and took his place in the boat as if he was automatically driven by something he wrote um, he also jumped into the boat as well hosano arrived in new york not a scratch on him uh, where he was initially not paid attention with the help of some friends, the Japanese managed to return to their homeland where the newspapers called him the lucky Japanese boy. Um, <laughs> and he, he, gained a, he, he gained a few, uh, a little bit of interest because he gave a few in, uh, interviews when he was back on home soil. And then <clears throat> in uh, America, another Titanic survivor, a first-class passenger named Archibald Gracie, denounced him, calling him a clandestine passenger. Japanese newspapers quickly took over the information and wrote articles blaming him for surviving when so many people had died. It's a survivor guilt. It's a horrible um, uh, thread of, 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 of humanity. Uh, it's certainly way more prevalent in, in Japanese culture than anywhere else. And... Um, Apparently, apparently, people were saying at the time that Hosano and another man uh, dressed as women to get a seat in the boat that that, that allowed them to survive. And he was, um, yeah. So, so he was. He was. The, the idea was that he'd chosen to save his own life and he was fired from the Ministry uh, of Transport and he, he also received letters asking him to commit suicide and um, he, he he recovered his job in the end but 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 he worked in the Ministry uh, until 1939 when he died and it's, it's kind of like 
they're trying to sort of sort of say this man's honor should be um, re- restored because we live in a very different world now uh, and things are very different now and, and they're mm. basically saying that it's a bit of a disgrace that this guy sort of almost died and he's been treated like this goddamn um, pariah uh, or the memory of him, at least, he's been treated as as, as some kind of pariah because um, he survived when so many people didn't. What do you? What's your take on this, Chris? It's it's all very depressing, isn't it? It's it's weird that it's coming up now, but it was a lovely piece, and I thought that's a really interesting story about a man who 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 survived um, so much, uh, returned back to his home home uh, home country, and uh, was was you know was treated like a like a second class citizen from a second class compartment. It's pretty depressing. I guess we'll never know the truth, though, what really went down on the boat, right? Did yeah. he steal someone else's seat? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How would you... I mean, what would you have done if you were in the Titanic? Would you have... In the words of the Mighty <laughs> Mighty Bostons, um, I'd like to think that if I was tested, I'd come through... It, I'm really paraphrasing here. I'd come through that test, but you just don't know. You just do not know when faced with almost certain death in the freezing briny depths um you just don't know how it's going to how it's going to go out so uh no i i i'm i'm i hope i'm never tested like that to be honest because i'd have, have a, a frilly frock on within seconds yeah i was going to say you wouldn't have dressed up as a woman or a child and snuffed i'd only be dressed like a woman <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's pretty sad to be honest um yeah. he survived that nightmare got all the way home and then spent yeah. the rest of his life the next sort of 20 30 years in hell, mm. being bullied and being feeling the guilt. I don't know. I, yeah. I wonder if any other countries, like well, any other people, uh, you know, in the US or America, sorry, the US or the UK, who survived the boat, if they faced a similar thing, right? Yeah. I, if it was just this guy, Hosono uh, san, because he was Japanese, you know, I don't know. I, I think. It's just it's just shit, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I don't just, really know. Shit, yeah. I don't know what I think about it. I think <laughs> it's a sad story. Um, yeah, but completely uh, agree. At least he survived. I don't know to tell his story. <laughs> at least he what survived. I d- yeah, no, that's what we should be taking from that. It shouldn't be like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder I if it's quite an interesting story. I wonder if there's a character in the Titanic that I missed. If you look in the film Titanic, while Jack and Rose yeah. are running down the ship there's uh, if you look carefully in the background there's uh, it's just Masabumi Hosono just like sneaking onto a little boat sneaking onto a boat I hope there's an easter egg there put in by James Cameron (laughs) I looked on the um, following up this article I looked on Wikipedia and like his family uh, released a letter to the media in the 1990s in the wake of James Cameron's successful film Titanic uh, trying to Mm. restore his honour his grandson was actually the leading member of a band called Yellow Magic Orchestra, which is a really big band yeah. uh, in the 70s and 80s in Japan. Um, and so they've tried to sort of reverse this image of him being someone who cheated death and uh, screwed people over and being actually just a, a good man who got kind of lucky that night and escaped the boat. I don't know the numbers yeah. on how many people actually escaped the Titanic. It was a worryingly small amount, wasn't it, relative to the number of passengers? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the but- yellow band played on. <laughs> Yellow Magic Orchestra. What's the name of it? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Band, Yellow Orchestra. Yeah, Yellow Magic Orchestra. On. Really yeah. big yeah. electronics band uh, in the 70s with uh, Luigi Sakamoto. So if you hadn't got off that boat, we'd have no Yellow Magic Orchestra and uh, Japanese mm. electronic music as we know it wouldn't have been as amazing as it was in the 70s and 80s. So thank God he so did get off that boat. Thank God he dressed up as a girl <laughs> or whatever he did or got off. I don't want to, get, I don't want to defame uh, a man. He died in 1939. I'm just glad he got off the boat. 
Um, interesting yeah. story, though. Interesting story. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's all I can say about that. We'll be back in a moment, guys, with the fax machine and your stories and questions. Stick around. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Hit me. Hi, Chris and Pete. My name is Kessie from the small city of St. Mary's, Ohio. Fun fact, I'm one town over from the city of Wapakoneta, which is the childhood home of the famous Neil Armstrong. That is an interesting fact. Um, My question to you is, though, throughout your travels in uh, Japan, what are some of the weirdest, wackiest, most bizarre types of ramen you've come across? Chris, I once had blue ramen in a restaurant, and it was just literally they put blue food colouring in because everyone likes a fucking novelty in Japan, don't they? I thought it was going to be some sort of weird object. Like, you know, you get like uh, you get like uh, a lot of squid ink dyed products in Japan, like the old Burger King yep. black burger. What They just tipped <laughs> some blue dye in then. There was nothing it's, that seemed to be. Yeah, they did that and they did it to the curry as well. Uh, there's blue curry. Oh, that sounds <laughs> disgusting. awful. Jesus. Yeah, it was awful. Terrible. Awful stuff. How, on Terrible. a scale of one awful. to ten, how delicious was it? Blue Blue ramen. Well, you're just expecting to taste something blue, aren't you? But it's, <laughs> I don't even know what blue, bubblegum, innit? That's bubble the gum. only flavour blue has, is bubblegum. Bubblegum ramen. So they should have at least made the curry bubblegum flavoured. And it wasn't. Oh, dear. And it I wasn't. Mean, the, the, the most, well, the strangest ramen I've had is probably black ramen in uh, uh, Toyama Prefecture. It's like the local dish. It's basically right. just ramen where they tip in a bucket of salt and, uh, and soy sauce. <laughs> it's very strong kind of soy sauce they use in it. I can't remember the story. We talked about it in the video because I ate it with Charlotte. I think it was something to do with after the war, 
the guy that came up with the dish wanted to create a ramen that could go really well with rice. So he made this black mm. ramen, this really strong, overpowering ramen. The idea being that you would have it with rice. It was like supposed to be the perfect ramen to go with the rice dish. Uh, and the rice is supposed to it's supposed to sort of the rice uh makes the flavor more bearable basically right okay. um it was it was interesting i'd kind of like to try it again uh but not honestly when you just have that much salt in your mouth like it just feels like something unspeakably bad's happening and i'll never forget that but uh, yeah black ramen yeah. blue ramen all the colors of ramen uh, we got here from walter he says hi chris and pete and the latest Wacky Weekend episode, I saw you visiting Doai Station, the deepest station in Japan, this super remote, snowy, depressing train station. I never thought I'd see it in one of your videos. This, is my, this <laughs> my friends, is the place I proposed to my wife. Wow. That's uh, an interesting choice of venue, Walter. Uh, well, not exactly Doai Station, but just around the corner is uh, Tanigawa Dake Tinjin Daira, this powder snowboarding heaven. Absolutely stunning in winter. Up on that mountain, we took off our boards in the snow and I took out the engagement ring. It was magical. I have no clue mm. if any of you ever want to get married one day, but say you were planning a proposal in Japan, where would you go? What would you do? And how would you make best use of all that Japan has to offer. Thank you for the content, guys. Cheers from the Netherlands and all the best. Walter. Except it's probably not Walter. It's, it's spelt W-O-U-T-E-R, but I'm going to say Walter, even though it's probably Wouter. What do you think, Pete? Where would you propose? How's <laughs> <is> it pronounced? <laughs> Where would I propose? Wouter, maybe? Wouter, there you maybe? go. I'll do. Wouter, yeah. Um, where, would you, where would I propose? i propose on... Um, the Osaka, um, uh, what's that um, department store that we like that's silly? <laughs> Don Quixote. Don Quixote on the big um, merry-go-round that, slash uh, big wheel. On that's the top so horrifying. Have you been on, on that? the top of the building. You've been on that? No, it, it looks really rickety and disgusting. I nearly had like a heart attack the last time I went on that. I've been on it once. Yeah, Don Quixote over the um, the river in like Shinsaibashi <laughs> in Osaka. Got a really rickety, yeah. dodgy like ferris wheel thing and it feels like right. it's about to fall apart why there why there of all places good god <laughs> exactly or i mean you could I, i'd probably just what did i do get some black ramen stick stick the ring in and just let them dig <laughs> dig away i'm like fit. there's a little surprise Chunk for you at the bottom of that black ramen because the black because ramen yeah. right it's quite transparent usually but the beauty of black ramen is it's opaque so you could conceal mm. the ring within the ramen and your bride to be, if they say yes, which we'll they probably won't, until she's pooping it out. <laughs> yeah, well, not even that. No, they'll dig through it. I'll be like, "There's a little surprise for you at the bottom of that ramen," and they'd be like, "Wow, Chris, you're the best." <laughs> and then I'd say, "Marry me," and they would say, "No," because of what I've just done. <laughs> it's, a, oh, it's just more salt. I've just put loads of salt. <laughs> the salt would the just bottom. erode the ring. Yeah. It was like when Gollum <laughs> drops the fucking ring into Mount Doom. Like the ring in the yeah. in the black ramen probably wouldn't last very long. Uh, we've got one here from Finlay. Over to you, Pete. Finlay, hey, Chris and Pete. I've been watching the Netflix series Old Enough, which shows parents sending their young Japanese kids on their first errand without supervision. In one episode, number 17, it shows, <laughs> it shows a whole class of children gargling green tea and spitting it into a basin. The show says it's a custom in Shizuoka to buy low-quality tea for gargling. Seems like a weird <laughs> thing to do. In the UK, you'd have your head checked if you gargled your tea. Have you guys come across it in your travels? And do you partake in a bit of tea gargling? Cheers, Finlay. Now, I was watching, every time I got to bed, 
I, we always watch an episode of the US Office because we're six uh, uh, it runs through. We, we've watched it six times all the way through, and <laughs> or I have anyway, and, and my partner's watched it like three or four. And it's just something to get us in the sleepy mood, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, just doors through it. It's very uh, non non offensive. But I've started sort of going, oh, I wonder what the child in old enough is doing <laughs> in this new episode. And I watch and I watched the one last night where uh, a kid has to go. She has to go pick up some. She's in some. I think she's in the Inland Sea, and she's uh, has to go and pick up. She's not in the Inland Sea. But she's in a, in a city or a town just off the Inland Sea, and she goes to pick up some uh, some fries. I don't know, fucking sweet potato, and uh, you know all that stuff. Uh, and mm. she is crying because she doesn't want to go out on an errand on her own. She doesn't want to be able to tackle... She doesn't want to tackle the the, the, the busy streets alone. And she's crying for her mum. She says, Mum, I don't want to do it. I I, I want you to be there. She starts crying. And the mum goes, do you want some eye drops? (laughs) She puts eye drops in the kid's eyes to stop uh, it looking like she's been crying or something. I don't really know. Um, So... It, culturally, it's fascinating because you're like, what, why? Why is she just giving her eye drops? What the hell? Give her a hug or something. It's very bizarre. Um, so there's a lot of that stuff in old enough. You're like, what? Gargling tea and she's a walker. Is that a thing you do, Chris? Cheap tea? I mean, little that, gargle, gargle. I'm, st- I'm still shocked by the eye drop thing. That sounds like torture. It's like a, abuse, like something out like Matilda. <laughs> I, try, yes. I, I, I need to watch this show. We talked about it last week, right? Old enough. Uh, where yeah. they send like a Japanese kid on an errand to, as you say, get some sweet potatoes or something. I need to watch it because mm. it sounds like I'm really missing out here. This is this is quality content. No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't gargle tea. I've never heard of this custom. I the Shizuoka is like famous for its tea. It feels like a little bit disrespectful to the the low quality the tea, tea tea manufacturers. They put their heart yeah. and soul into that tea, and it just gets gargled <laughs> and spat out. Into the rivers of Shizuoka. <laughs> I said, no, I've never done that. Uh, but I know what I'm going to do the next time I'm in Shizuoka mm. when I'm looking for a view of Mount Fuji, which is the main thing Shizuoka is good for. And gargling tea. Keep the stories and questions, comments coming into <laughs> brawnjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back, guys, later in the week to do all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here and do it all over again on the Brawn Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.